Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the That Guy's a Maniac uh, podcast, a podcast that talks about video games because there aren't enough of those out there in the world. Uh, you're joined by me, pretty much do all the heavy lifting uh, and carry this podcast almost single-handedly, Tanzi uh, Woman, aka Barley, uh, and my assistant, uh, Jog's body, I guess. <laughs> oh, wow, you're such a is... dick. Such a dick. <laughs> if you give me the intro to do this, well. are you going to introduce yourself? You've, come on, you've learned your name. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> oh, because oh, my name's uh, Farley, uh, and I'm a dick. Uh, yeah, no, no, that's my name. <laughs> okay. Okay, but yeah, you confused the listeners. It was a good impression, though, wasn't it? Maybe I'll uh, confuse the listeners. Okay. <sighs> that um, bumbling excuse for a human <laughs> being uh, is, is, is Richie. Um, you can. Oh, God. I'm watching cutscenes from the game we're about to discuss, and I'm just <laughs> I'm working from home, to be honest. <laughs> uh, you, can, you can follow our exploits uh, on <laughs> www.thatguys.co.uk. Uh, and today. We've got a very special episode. Uh, Richie. Before hey. that, Richie, who is sponsoring <laughs> this week's podcast? Uh, this week's pro- podcast is brought to you by Planet June for all your nip nip needs. Planet J- June? Planeptune. J or D? Planeptune. Yeah, Planeptune. Like Neptune, but with Pla in front of it. Like Planet. Come on, Neptune. you've got to get the sponsor's name together. right. People will be out there googling Planet June. Uh, okay, yeah, Planet June. Uh, we're with Duke oh, Akaris and the Harkonnens. <laughs> Planet June. Oh, uh, for your sand needs. <laughs> Planet, yeah, for, for your spice needs. We are the Fremen. Or your spice. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And giant worms and Kuzach Hadarats and all that sort of stuff. And films which are too long and massively overrated. Uh, I don't think they're overrated. They're generally it's generally considered shite. But I, I, I watched it recently, um, just because it's David Lynch and yeah, it's shit. S- <laughs> so did you watch the? <laughs> Long version or the short version? Um, it felt really long. I mean, like there. <laughs> it could be I know that. Then. I think there's one that's supposed to be like four hours or something like that. That was like the original cut. I don't think that exists as something you can watch. Really? Is it? I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there's been various releases. You know, the, they keep seeming to find new ways to release that film. The uh, one that I watched anyway. was like two and a half hours or something. Anyway, yeah, that is not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> ten, ten minutes in. Yeah, ten minutes in. Yeah, fucking <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So what we are here to talk about, sure, is the um, the hyperdimension Neptunia, mega dimension Neptunia, whatever dimension Neptunia series. Um, Sort of coming off the back of what we were doing with the body playing, I have decided to pick up 
the latest in the series, uh, which is Mega Dimension Neptunia V2, which is like Victory 2. The naming of this series is fucking nuts. Um, but the, uh, even just the names alone, but actually how they run in a linear order are completely crazy. But yeah, um, I am jumping in and playing that one. Barley, did you have some questions? So, this series is called Hyperdimension Neptunia, right? Uh, no. The, the first few are called Hyperdimension. Then you've got Mega Hyperdimension. Yes. Okay, what is, the, what, what is the name of this franchise? I would say the Neptunia franchise is probably okay. the best so we're way. Talking about the Neptunia, <laughs> we're talking about the Neptunia franchise, and I really want to hear your thoughts on this series, which you've been playing. There's some nuggets of kind of cool ideas in there, which I'm really interested to hear about. But first of all, I'm going to have to be really upfront about the fact that this is... As, anime a game as you can get right and so just i've got a rolling just a rolling stream of youtube videos up in the background for inspiration and and all the ickiness of anime games is represented here right we've got boob zooming in transformations i've seen in, in the how long have been watching this video in the three minutes i've been watching this video <laughs> i've seen at least eight crotch shots uh, we've already covered the fact that this series has ridiculous titles. Um, I don't know, but I can guess that um, if you were to play all these games in a row, uh, kind of as they came out chronologically, you'd have to play them on 18 different systems. No, no, no. You can play them all um, on like all on. Is that PC. correct? Uh, I would say so. Yeah, but you can play them on different ones. I don't. They just they'd... come out for PC and. No, no, you, you can get them on other platforms, definitely, uh, but um, okay. they're not uh, they're not spread across a million different ones. There's not like an exclusive version for only one uh, system or anything like that or anything obscure. Okay, it's not like although Kingdom, I think there Kingdom Hearts. No, it's not like Kingdom Hearts. Although I think there is a a mobile game that only exists in Japan or something like that. <laughs> Okay. Fuck you. <laughs> so, so if those things don't appeal, uh, or, or if you do get interested in them, you know, we can, you're gonna have to confront these uh, these things with this series. But one of the cooler things about it, once we, and I'm, I'm sure some of this stuff will pop again, is what's what would you say the premise of, of this game is? The premise the, of this game. Okay. What's so the, the one line how If you were to describe this series to someone, how would you describe it? Was, it's a tough one to do in one line, I'll be honest with you. But basically, they are anthropomorphized uh, video game I think I've consoles. got an idea. You can tell me whether this is right or wrong. Okay, go on, go on. High school girls, but video game consoles. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's probably a good, <laughs> way of, <laughs> a good way of doing it. But they also have special powers. Yeah. Uh, and are potentially gods of some kind as well as you go deeper into so so what kind of game is this is it like an rpg is it essentially a dating sim is it a action game is it well it's a both there is zero dating sim in there as much as you would think think oh my god it's all these 
you know, anime girls and stuff like that. It's bound to be that sort of shit there. There's nothing like that in there. It is essentially a sort of action RPG, and it's RPG in its rawest form. It's really, you know, it's turn-based, but there's also sort of, like, strategy as in, like, where you position. Um, And the rest of it is just visual novel banter. It is just banter most of the time. Uh, that, that's how I would sort of uh, balance the two there. Uh, and there's... Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of intrinsicities when it comes to the actual um, fighting, and there's a lot of levelling up, and a lot of... You know, in the usual way with uh, like Japanese games, you've got New Game Plus, and you've also got the ability to go uh, sort of well beyond your level and do these crazy fights. Sort of like um, the equivalent of like uh, uh, Ruby Weapon and uh, Emerald Weapon. You really have to level up and get to these sort of things to do those sort of special challenges. You get a lot like that. In there. And so the idea is <laughs> these girls which go to a high school. But each they of don't them go to high school. Are... But there is no oh, high not? school. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> there's nothing like that. Um, the are gods essentially that represent video game consoles in their lands so they they sort of they exist this this is me delving into a plot which should not be delved into okay just so i'm clearing this up uh they are gods which live off the shares so they exist and they are powerful based on the shares of people who uh are invested in their land, i.e. people who are playing their console. So yeah. it, it's essentially a sort of retelling of the story of console wars. So it's just like Nintendo versus Sega versus Xbox. Um, so it's just kind of all these different systems coming together and who's got shares. But eventually, you know, it's as much as they're warring against each other, it's more of a rivalry. And because they're anime girls, they they're like the best of friends or frenemies sort of thing There's, I'm just watching the, the, the Xbox series the breasts yeah Vert <laughs> Lady Greenheart yeah yeah she's just transformed and it's like watching a so yeah yeah she now has full on underboob uh, I believe yeah it's like watching a bin bag full of melons floating along <laughs> A river. <laughs> so, so why do you like these games? Um, when obviously there's a lot. Um, I, well, I mean, I picked up the first one, um, and it was just like one of these random Steam sales, and I thought the premise of it looked fun. I was like, what the hell's this? It's very anime, and then I read reviews, people talking about how it was hilarious, sort of like the Deadpool of um sort of video games and like what really i don't understand why is this a thing so i actually played through um the first one and it, i mean it um, didn't what is me the, what is the first, first one? one right okay the first one the first one is named hyperdimension neptunia uh rebirth oh, okay. one the, the first one Okay. It's called Rebirth. Yes. One. Now it's called Rebirth One, 
uh, because it is actually a remake of the first one, but it's not really a remake, it's just a ported version. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, so, it makes uh, as much sense Yeah, exactly. as these games' titles make. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah. So the 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 first one sort of run through, and the dialogue is genuinely funny. I, like I'd seen the meme of like, uh, like nip nip, do you even nip, bro, and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, what is this? What is this? And I, as it turns out, um, it's basically the character Neptunia or Neptune. She's like aware of everything, and she's also like she speaks about the plot. And it's memey, and it's also very sort of geeky gamey. She's sort of saying, "Wait a minute, we don't want to enter into that conversation. Otherwise, we'll set a flag, and we won't be able to return to the save point." You know, it's it's like the banter there is just—it's so much fun, and it is very, um, it is very Deadpool, you know, in that sort of fashion, in the way that like, you know, he breaks the fourth wall and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, there is constant referential points with that and all of the characters they actually they sort of talk on that referentialness so they were saying please stop breaking the fourth wall or that sort of can we just play pay attention to the plot and continue on here rather than you going off on a tangent and but it does it all the time but it does it in so many different ways like every so often there's like a, a cut to um, two of the <laughs> characters just uh, chatting as if they're on a sort of sofa um, in a, in a, on a chat show, <laughs> you know, and they're just sort of explaining, oh, so what's going to happen in this next episode? Well, you know, uh, and it's just that sort of banter, like being able to like call upon itself where the rest of the game is actually really solid as well. So in between all of the dungeons and the RPGs and the mechanics, the in-between cutscenes are just they're, they're fun to read, and when in most cases you would just skip them, you know. So let's talk about some of the characters. Yeah. Because so, pretty much all of the major video game systems are represented, right? including kind of systems that we tend to think of as being as more Western than Japanese. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you get lots of different things. So initially you have um, Neptune, um, or I mean, it's such a plagiarizing name. She's called Neptune, but she's actually representative of the Sega Saturn. Okay. So Saturn, Neptune, that's where it covers from. Um, <laughs> so the main character <laughs> of this game is uh, anthropomorphized. Sega Assassin. Yes. Okay. Who wears a white hoodie uh, and has a little D-pad hair clips and massive bangs. Bangs, I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, so she, she has two forms, um, uh, which is her normal form, which is the hoodie, and then she has... Uh, She's goddess Whiteheart, I think, um, when she transforms. Um, so she represented as a Sega Saturn, and she transforms. 
Um, her attitude also changes as well when she um, becomes a goddess. Um, she becomes more serious and um, less goofy and less memey. So I think it's just like her. Um, what's it called? Just because she's the main character and constantly refers to herself as the main character, she gets to have this cooler alter ego where she's a bit more sensible. But yeah, so you have the four main goddesses of this uh, this series. You have Neptune, you have Noir as well, and she is the the first one that really gets sort of introduced to you. Um, she is goddess Blackheart as well. She is representing the PS2, or I think she actually represents just PlayStation in general. Her land is called La Station, or Lay Station, Play Station, sort of thing, but without the P. Um, and she runs under the a constant um, Sundari trope, um, which I'm, I'm not going to go into and explain, but yeah, she just falls into this unable to express her true feelings when in fact she is really really friendly with the other one that friendly rivalry thing that i was mentioning before you then have blank b-l-a-n-c um and she is the uh representation of nintendo potentially nintendo wii um and she is uh, very bipolar she's very very quiet most of the time and she reads things and then she gets really angry um and the last one you have is lady vert who is representative of microsoft xbox and because like yeah she's very very ample chested but i think that's supposed to be explained because you know the xbox is just a great big massive chunky machine and mm-hmm. the big Fisher Price control pad, you know. <laughs> um, so those are the four main characters. Um, there are a ton of other characters in there, and when we get onto the second game, I'll explain that a little bit more. But yeah, those are the four main, um, and they they end up sort of rivalry with each other, but you end up using them to come together to defeat. And this is. Um, but uh, they, they defeat basically cheat codes. So um, the main bad guy, <laughs> the main bad guy in the, the first one is called R4. Now, I don't know if you okay. remember the R4 cartridges. The R4 yes. cartridges, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so she's basically named after Which is, It's not just cheat codes, it's um, piracy as well, right? Yeah, it, it is piracy. That's exactly, I, I shouldn't have said uh, cheat codes. Yeah, it's exactly that. Piracy, the, the, um, so they're fighting piracy together. They're coming together to fight back. I don't look into any hidden or greater, deeper meaning. These games are anime girls who are also video game consoles that transform and have got a good action <laughs> RPG in the background. And so you played the first one and you weren't... Yeah, I think you were on the verge of saying and you weren't that taken with it. Uh, yeah, so initially I wasn't that taken with it. Um, but as I 
yeah, basically I just sort of delved in and picked it up a little bit more. Um, I realised it was a little bit repetitive and I'm not interested. But then I found myself thinking, I like the story, I kind of want to see where this goes. So I was pulled back in almost by the visual novel side of the game, rather than the action RPG. And then the two kind of played off each other and, and I enjoyed the series an awful lot. Um, yeah, and uh, I mean, there are other support characters and things like that in it, but yeah, ultimately, yeah, I played the first one, and I played it through completion. I did not do any of the New Game Plus stuff, because, well, I'll be honest with you, I looked on game FAQs what was necessary for a lot of the New Game Plus stuff, and what you wanted to finish off a new game before you started your New Game Plus, I thought, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm just going to move on to the next episode, as it were, um, and enjoy the plot in that fashion. And so what's the next game? So the next game is... Just, uh, the the first three games are basically Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 1, Hyperdimension Rebirth 2, Hyperdimension Rebirth 3. And, uh, and they, they kind of are very, very similar games. They don't change the mechanics too much. Um, I believe in the first one you can only have three characters on the screen and then that uh, by the third one eventually it's four characters um, within like when I say on the screen I mean uh, in the actual action RPG you've sort of got four characters there um, and so you sort of play the turn-based stuff with more people. Yeah, it looks, um, maybe this is from later games, but it looks very much like the Persona series. Um, not a series I've played, but yeah, possibly. Uh, yeah, you've got three characters out, you're rotating through your actions, um, you know, sort of an arena-based uh, fight. Uh, are there transformations called HDD? Yep. Hard like disk H- drive. Okay, not yeah. HD, but then I... also double D I mean... as in brass-sized. It could be a play in those words, but yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, when you're actually playing the game, there's a lot of references to sort of like computer upgrades and things like that. And they are also like they're referred to as goddesses, but they're also referred to as the CPUs as well. <laughs> um, so <laughs> like you know, Lady Vera is the CPU of um, you know the. Oh, I forget what the name of her. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, Lady Noir is the CPU. Last station. <laughs> um, and yeah, things like that. Um, and so the, do the first three games follow the same arc? This kind of anti-piracy arc? Yes. Um, also, characters kind of seem to forget they know each other and things like that. It's, it's all very... But this never happened in the first one, uh, so it's just kind of you go with the flow with it, and you're actually just kind of following Neptune's adventures, and she'll just sort of at one point sort of say, "Yeah, we did this before, did we not? Are we doing following the same memory loss trope as the first game, um, and things yeah. like that?" So they 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 just generally hang a lamp on a lot of uh, those kind of things plot-wise. But, um... Uh, I have to be really careful. (laughs) 
you have to be really careful, I think, in games when they do that, because you know, once or twice, you know, okay, ha ha, you know, they kind of know what the game is feeling. Um, but then if they do it too much, like, well, you know, it's a shit trope and a kind of, you know, a, a boring part of gaming. Um, and so all you're doing is kind of pointing it out, but then you're going to still force us to sit through it. Uh, I remember... No, because like, uh, when I say it follows the same arc, there are differences enough that you don't really care uh, too much when they hang a, a lamp on it in that fashion. And they do, I, I suppose what you're saying, you have to do it really carefully. Yeah, you kind of let it away. It certainly doesn't detract away from anything else. Um, to actually go back to your question there, in the second one, it is actually different. But the second one, I'm just going to jump in and sort of explain a little bit more about it because there's extra characters in the second one who feature more <laughs> um, in the rest of the series as well. So as well as them, those characters being the CPUs, the goddesses of their lands and what they do, they also have, and this is a classic anime trope, younger sisters. Right. <laughs> How so old they... are these main characters supposed to be, dare I ask? Oh god, again, anime rules, they're probably thousands of years old, they secretly <laughs> look, you know, very young. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah, they have their younger sisters. Um, and... just, just in case. Yeah, yeah. Just, the... in, just in case the uh, legalness of the older versions just wasn't doing it for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> No, no, actually, they're, they're there as backup CPUs, but they also have their own representations as well. So, um, Neptune's younger sister is Nepgear. Right. Who is the Game Gear. So she's the okay. mobile version. Um, yeah. You have uh, Noir's younger sister, Uni, who is the PSP. And Blank's got two younger sisters, twins, Rom and Ram. And the reason she's mm -hmm. got two younger sisters, as the Nintendo CPU, they are representative of the DS, dual screen. Which I thought was quite cool and fun. And because there's, um... no, because there's no handheld for the, for the Microsoft, um, yeah. unfortunately Lady Vert doesn't have a younger sister. Um, and she gets quite sad about that occasionally and tries to steal um, Netgear away a lot. Fun. I'm surprised she doesn't have an older sister who's like a office work-based sister who <laughs> represents Excel and Word. <laughs> or the paperclip. She just have a paperclip. She <laughs> <laughs> just have the uh, familiar, paperclip familiar. Yeah. I, and in fact, I'm sorry, I've just noticed that the Rebirth 2 is actually called Sister's Generation. Um, and yeah, you play through most of the game um, as these uh, younger sister versions. And, and they're ridiculous. Um, the, the younger sisters have got these stupid, stupid um, powers way beyond the stupidness of the other ones. So Uni has basically... She's like a sniper, but she like creates these giant massive rifles that like just ridiculous and that is her like special power like big rifles that she fires from, from 
far away and Roman Ram turn into sort of um, D and D magic throwers. Um, whereas you, uh, sorry, um, his Netgear just sort of remains the same. But yeah, they're they're the main um, backup CPUs that uh, appear in, in the second series, and they are there to try and find their older sisters and get them back and alive. Uh, that sort of thing. Um, a lot of this seems to be set in like hot springs or saunas. Um, uh, there is, there's a whole load of uh, usual video game um, locations. There's a lot of uh, Icelands, Firelands, uh, what's it called? Uh, just grasslands and things like that. But actually, some there's... of the en- enemies are really, really cool as well. So what are you what are you watching at the moment? Uh it's from a channel and it's called Ten Reasons Why Netgear is Waifu Material. Yeah, probably. And we've seen her on the beach. We've seen her in uh, hot springs. I mean there is like just to put a big uh, sort of disclaimer on all of this there is a ton of fan service in this game and you're just like <laughs> what the fuck am I looking at should I be allowed to look at this and it, it, yeah the, there is a lot of uh, sort of like oh no I've just lost my towel but there's bubbles sort of over where my tits yeah. would be you know and it's just like oh okay uh, but that is just like the banter um, that you go through and it is it seems to be something that happens in Japanese games. I, I I don't know. I mean, should I care more that there's such a thing? Or I don't know. I I enjoyed it for what it was, and and there was some like fun funniness in there. But without you know, you're just kind of oh, okay. I'm so, sort of glad I'm not exactly as you said at the start of the show. You're glad you're not looking at those videos <laughs> in work. Yeah, or playing on the PSP on the tube. Yeah. Um. What's I gonna say? Yeah. It's it's hard to uh, decide whether this is hyper feminist, right? We've got an all female cast, uh, and they're not not all depicted as virtuous, can do no wrong characters. And so, is it hyper feminist or is it? Uh, the opposite because they're all kicking around in their I mean, school uniform type dresses with their pantsu out and their I... boobs bouncing around. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I would say it is for or against or strikes any notes for feminism whatsoever. There is like probably three main characters, uh, not even main three mentions of male characters in the entire game and that is it really it is not a thing um everyone is just female in it um and i'm sure the the voiceover actresses were very very happy about that <laughs> i'm sure they were so where do we get to the so number two the sisters are introduced which are all the handheld systems which is fun yep um, along with that, uh, there's actually other main staples as well in the, in the series. So um, this is 
this game is actually brought out by um, Compearsoft and IF Games. So there's actually two characters in it called Effie and Compa, um, <laughs> who are who are our characters, and they are there. It is a thing, um, and I no, believe it. Isn't Famitsu in this series as well? Uh, yes, yeah, she's actually in the spin-off series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like they, it, there's so many of the, like their sister companies um, are in there as additional characters, um, and they they make calls to it as well. So there's one character which I enjoyed playing as called Cave, and Cave uh, do nothing but bullet hell shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, I well, I say nothing but um, there's a lot of reference to uh, Bullet Hill shooters, and um, she's in there as a character, and she actually has like a Bullet Hill style um, <laughs> special attack, which is cool as fuck to watch. Um, and um, yeah, like there there's a whole load of these other companies as well, and they, they it's almost like they asked them. We kind of want to put you in our game as a character. How would you represent her? Um, and so they've got like these designs for like Famitsu and, and things like that, just so that they can be there. Um, and yeah, they are additional characters that you pick up. They never ever get as powerful as the CPUs, though. This is one thing. It's like when you're playing through and you're sort of leveling them up. One thing to remember is that because all the CPUs have their transformation to become um, more powerful, they end up being the most powerful ones in the game. And so, uh, how many games are there in total in this series? How many in total? God, um, I would say there's about eight or nine. Um, okay. So there is a. Neptunia Rebirth 1, 2, and 3. There's mm-hmm. Neptunia U, which is a spin off game, uh, which is uh, sort of like uh, pure action, no RPG. So you get a sandbox and you go in and you start attacking things. You can do the transformations and stuff like that. It's sort of like, um, yeah, it's, it's pure action, um, no sort of selecting special powers and things like that is go in slash 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 combo 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 um so don't mix them up uh there's also hyper devotion noir which is technically not the neptunia series hyper devotion is another spin-off which is it's all sort of miniature chibi versions of them and it (laughs) is a, a block puzzle thing um there is cyber dimension oh no sorry missed one out there is mega tag mention blank which is again another um action based one and the story in that one is completely bullshit nuts that if you you probably got the idea that they were in a high school because that one is set in a high school for the visual novel side and they're also in an acting club and there's also zombies and that (laughs) like that is that is a thing um and it makes very very little sense but 
you play the action sequences and I I'll be honest with you, I found out there was a skip button, so <laughs> a lot of the visual novel stuff was just skipped because it just stopped making any sense whatsoever. Because uh, it it wasn't just that it was they were in a play, it was also like a play of a play and it might have just been like blank reading about making a play. It's just fucking too many levels. Done. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> For what it is. Um and it was it was quite a shallow, you know, action game. Uh you also have um Cyber Dimension um Neptunia which is the latest of that action series but they also have turned it into a pretend MMO um, so it's right. it's really weird because throughout this entire series because um, you can't get any more meta than yeah. anime game based oh, oh, you can. on consoles and game companies Just wait so for we're going to set it in a pseudo MMO yeah, but that pseudo MMO has existed in the series before, because that is what Vert plays all the time. Because she's a bit of a loner, because she doesn't have her um, <laughs> little sister, so she plays MMO video games all the time. So she plays Four Goddesses Online, as it's called, and so they turned that into an action RPG game. <laughs> um. And there is also the one that came out in Switch recently, um, and other consoles and stuff like that. There was Super Neptunia RPG, the 2D 2D one, uh, uh-huh. which is kind of Metroidvania meets visual novel. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one up. What's it called? Uh, Super Neptunia RPG. Super Neptunia. Oh, wow, yeah. That's yeah. a completely different visual style. Yep. But it's the same characters, same banner. Um, I I actually struggled with that game because... Um, Crazy. Uh, I, I didn't really like it very <laughs> much. Um... <laughs> The different visual art style meant that I wasn't able to really see what was going on, what must I be picking up, where am I going next, um, and I got quite bored with it very quickly. Um, I suppose it, it, it was too hard for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the final one that I is available um, is the Mega Dimension. Neptunia V2. There's also Mega Dimension V2R, which has VR capabilities, because I'm sure it's necessary. Um, And uh, yeah, there is actually, (laughs) now that you mention it, there is some other ones I think are only on PSP. And when I say PSP, not not even on Vita, I think there's. there's a, a spin-off one which is kind of like a sports game or a sports day or something like that um, and it introduces a character because um, you have Nep Gear you also have Nep Gia who is like exactly the same model as Nep Gear but for some reason is always 
got an open mouth and is permanently like got this scared look in her face um and i she's just supposed to be like an evil version of of netgear i don't know um i didn't play that one because i don't have a psp <laughs> um but yeah that's how many exist in that series i'm sure there are other iterations in existence like i said there was um what's it called the, there's a mobile game of some sort i'm sure they also turn up in um lots of other games as well uh so you've seen like uh i think um you get neptune sort of turning up in different fashions i think there's a neptune car and a driving game and there's like spaceships of um <laughs> part of their transformations or their ultra transformations they can turn into flying spaceship things as well just because you know the cpus of, uh, of yeah. yeah consoles can do that and um yeah uh they they feature as like flying things and in a space scheme i can't remember the name of but yeah like they they exist in different universes as well so tell me about the third sort of gaming series so the third one is the it's probably my favorite of the lot and it's the one that i actually spent a lot more time on and grinding the end final bosses and stuff like that the, the third one is um it's called generation v um so it also kind of seems to be like the fifth game in the series as well as the third one just to confuse all matters but they're basically the victory generation and it's um it's really oh, i mean the whole series is quite weird so they jump into another dimension or neptune falls into another dimension um which is very very similar to the one that she's come from and in fact meets all of her friends who have no knowledge of her but instead of her existing um plutea existence it is exists there rather than neptune and plutea is the representation of um what's it called uh, the mega drive rather than the saturn so she's just another okay. sega cpu sort of thing um and uh yeah she's uh, that character is a bit weird uh she's um she seems nice and sweet she carries around this sort of teddy bear and all cutesy and frilly and then when she turns into her um like transformed goddess form she gets a bit like sadomasochistic and um goddess iris heart and yeah she's um she's a bit of an odd one but uh yeah it's that whole weird second dimension where the mega drive was the cpu rather than the saturn and then both dimensions end up crossing over with each other so there was like a time lag in one of them where the cpus hadn't existed and they were being brought into existence as the consoles came out like in the real world and so you're going back and revisiting that one at the same time and it's quite cool because Vert gets to meet Vert and Noir gets to meet Noir and you've got this other new CPU and then there's this um, uh, other CPU that's kicking about around at the same time um, called Pishi, um who is the PC16 
you know that console? No. Okay, so the the PC sixteen console is the uh, it's the Turbo Graphics console. All right. Okay. Yeah, uh, and, and I don't think it got like a European release. I think it was like US and Japan, Japan only. Japan, 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 <laughs> Japan. USA, USSR. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they've got all these other characters, and the, there's an anime series of the Hyper Dimension Neptunia series, and it is based entirely on the story of that one, which is all weird and odd, and again, they all team up against R4 and the evil piracy people. Um, <laughs> and, like, yeah, that, that, that's the thing. Um, but yeah, uh, sort of move on from that. Like, the final game that I'm playing at the moment. I say final. The latest in the series that came out a few, um, a few years ago, actually. Um, yeah, it's probably going to follow exactly the same thing. But as I'm playing it, they've introduced a new character who is based on the Dreamcast. So they're doing the same trope again of, uh-oh, I've fallen into another dimension. Oh, here's another Sega um, CPU gonna become friends with her and save her from piracy people <laughs> but yeah um i've just started that one i say just started it, 20 hours in <laughs> and i have uh barely scratched the surface of it i think but yeah as it proceeds on i shall talk some more on about it and, and get back to you guys but um so tell me a little bit what's that one called? what's that one called that it's called the uh, Mega Dimension um, Neptuna. Neptunia. Victory Seven. 2. Victory <laughs> 2. So okay. if you think of uh, <laughs> number 3 as V, Victory, uh, this is Victory 2. This is the sequel right. to 3 <laughs> in sub fashion. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yep. These games. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I find really interesting about these, and I guess it's. You know, it's a big part of um, uh, kind of otaku culture and Japanese subcultures and anime girls and fandom is uh, kind of boiling down ideas or concepts into these characters um, that, you know, represent things or, or that embody certain things, uh, which is, you know, you see all the time in... Uh, in mascots, in manga, uh, all of that kind of stuff. And so to to take you know video games consoles and the, and brought with the broadest of brushstrokes the kind of console wars and then boil that down. And I, I guess it's just a different way, perhaps a different way of that things are done in Japan than perhaps done in the West. I mean, if this was done in, yeah, it's definitely very 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 Japanese. Like there is no denying it. Like if you like anime culture, or if you, in fact, a fair way to put it is, if you don't like anime culture or anything like that, you will hate the fuck out of this game yeah, because it but doesn't. It... But I think if this was done in a Western kind of way, right? This would be your typical kind of. Uh, do you remember nineties, like nineties through to early two thousands, licensed games, right? It would be. Um, some shitty three-dimensional platformer 
with all the characters that you recognize from you know the film or the movie uh you'd have collectibles to get and it would just be horrible you know just when we were just knee deep in those kind of oh it's a license spin-off it's probably shite and what's yeah. interesting to me about these because these go back to uh, 2010 uh is that although on the one hand they're very kind of um you know surface uh, ephemeral based on kind of themes and ideas and boiling things down to the basic is that they do have this huge kind of interconnected storyline and yes it, just from what you've described um it is super tropey right we've got dimensions slipping and lost memories and all this business so you know it's not it's not paving creating a new kind of way of telling stories or, or well, different kind of stories well actually i mean as i mentioned it's very self-referential i think it the game i've got to, I've got to get it, the blooming um <laughs> first person second person third person the game knows that it's tropey and it is deliberately hanging a lamp on the fact that it's tropey as well you know, it's like not afraid to go there, um, which is fun. You know, and again, you do see that in a, like in a couple of Western things as well. But it's 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 not about um, when you're playing the game. You're just kind of like, ah, <laughs> they're making fun of the fact that they um, do this dimension stuff. It's yeah. fine, and you you but automatically then... forgive them for that. Yeah, but then do you not get the feeling that you know, you're, you're playing it and you'll get some, you know, super internal reference that, that, you know, you'd only know if you were quite into games and then this character represented this console, this character represented this console, and I don't know, you know, oh, this is the hot coffee scandal or whatever it might be. Do you not get that feeling of kind of looking around the room to be like, right, you know, everyone, right? Did you all get that? And for everyone to be like, no. is it is it something you feel is yeah you know this is speaking directly to kind of you and your interests and your knowledge even though you know perhaps a bit you might miss yeah Um, but i mean you could say that about absolutely anything to be honest and yes there are definitely some in jokes that i miss out on and and there's definitely some there's game dev language in there as well you know that like because of i have worked in the industry i kind of know what they're talking about but like for your normal average person who's playing the game, that's just gonna gloss over. So there is something there for everyone. I suppose it's kind of like um, the old Captain Pugwash uh, <laughs> sort of thing. You know, the kids weren't meant to get the fact that it was called Roger the Cap- Cabin Boy. You know, you uh-huh. you pass that over. There are jokes there for everyone. Some of them you get, some of you won't get. You know. Yeah, but it seems like it's more so than many other games. It's very much a gamer's game, right? It's. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you could pick it up uh, and play it, and not not really understanding what these what these things are representing and thematic of, and and still enjoy it. But that's the that's the thing that I find interesting. How how you know who's the how are they making enough money on these, these crazy games 
for there to now be what like 20 games in this series spin-offs an anime a manga you know, pulling some huge names working on the soundtrack and working on this and working on that i mean um, all of those jokes are they they're padding out of what's already perfectly fine jokes like what i was saying was um it's it is quite meme and it's quite um fourth person it's not it it doesn't exclude people at the same time it took me a while i didn't it, i didn't click about r4 until nearly the end of the first game like r4 r4 cartridges oh yeah like i i didn't even think about that in that sort of fashion i even thought that um neptune was the master system for a long time <laughs> I, I i didn't click neptune and saturn but it didn't yeah. really matter i i knew that she was supposed to be like sega related and they never say that so there is plenty for you to look into and like yeah fuck it open a wikipedia thing and it explains it for you you know it's like, like it's not the worst thing in the world and you don't miss out on things because there's still there is that uh there is a lot of character driven building going on in those games as much as the characters are quite shallow tropes it is still fun and i would say that the reason it's gone on for so long is like neptune as a character is very very strong super strong that it like that's why you have so many memes around her alone that it's like she can definitely Cooler weight in a lot of different um, mediums. So, why do you play these games? Why do I play these games? Well, for one, I, I guess I do like Japanese culture. Um, and <laughs> I suppose it, it hangs okay. up. <laughs> I hate Japanese culture. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> like uh, uh, Japanese culture stuff is quite good uh, in there, and I mean it is very, very Japanese and, and, and anime sort of based as well. The gameplay itself, I I was thoroughly enjoying, like grinding through the uh, the dungeons. I I don't know, I felt um, a kinship with some of the characters as well. It was great just to sort of see like them progress and the interactions and banter that you got to have with them um so i suppose it's kind of like like that attack of culture sort of stuff that you kind of feel part of maybe that's kind of uh, an answer to your previous question because all of this stuff happens and because it is quite um uh, like it is a shallow story it does make you feel inclusive to attack a culture without having to have read 15 million mangas <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah and this is i think this is where um broadly speaking being a gamer in the uk is so weird <laughs> we're, we're, just off the bat we're just situated in a weird place <laughs> um because despite the fact that you know quite a bit of gaming history um, you know, happens in the UK, uh, and then it kind of moves to uh, Japan and the States. Uh, uh, 
access and i think it still it still continues to this day our kind of access to these things including less so nowadays but you know the video games um manga in general you know trying to get trying to follow a manga let alone uh you know walk down to the high street to find them is is, is uh really kind of difficult um and although obviously lots of people are into the broad umbrella of things that falls under kind of uh, ataku and gamer culture so from you know figures anime uh, music, vocaloids, all that business. You don't ever see it here in the UK. Um, and even rarer do you kind of, will you meet somebody in real life and who, you know, is obviously into things. We don't really have, you know, huge conventions. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, it's a Japanese subculture, which is now kind of being pushed as, as something that makes Japan cool. Uh, and then in America, a lot of that's kind of been adopted um, but then from very early on, you know, they'd have, they'd run, uh, you know, Dragon Ball. They have this huge kind of comics industry. Whereas I was thinking just now, you know, where's my nearest comic? I think, you know, I have to get on a train <laughs> to, <laughs> to another city in order to even get to a comic shop, which may or may not carry, you know, the most popular translated mangas and you know, I mean, I, f- I feel like volume being... two, four and six. Yeah, but I so, feel like so, you're being quite old-fashioned there because the, your nearest comic store or your nearest um, otaku shop is, is at the end of Google. You know, uh, yeah, the but move that's... to online has been like massively uh, culturally changing. And like, I know that you're saying like you can't see that or you don't see that much, but like I've seen it a lot. Like even ten years ago, when I, when I was back up in Glasgow, the the otaku culture there was exploding like um there was gaming shops and comic book shops yeah living but and stuff like that Sorry. i will say scotland is a different beast uh, is it? Right. <laughs> yeah yeah it is um okay it's something that is something you see more of you know um glasgow edinburgh you know you'll walk across a geek shop you know oh my god you know there's a you know independent geek store go in and you've got you know everything from from Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars. Luke Skywalker. And yes, a lot. <laughs> and yes, a lot of it's online. But then there is something, as as we're all kind of finding out now with with the the lockdown and pandemic, um, is with accessing things digitally. You know, you kind of access and enjoy these things and think about these things in your head, but there's no kind of outlet for it, right? Um, to you know, actually talk to other people about these things, and so for me, this is this is one of those really interesting things where uh, we're tapping into. You know, this game is essentially in love with a subculture of a subculture of a subculture, and because of your background and and uh, where you're playing it, a subculture of that. It's, it's this really, really kind of uh, tip of the iceberg um, type product, which to me makes it really interesting um but you know can you imagine trying to (laughs) trying to explain this series uh to somebody who you know hasn't ever played games before i I just spent 42 (laughs) minutes of the initial part of this conversation trying to explain it and as i was explaining to myself i was like fucking hell 
what is this series? <laughs> <laughs> it is it's a very, very hard thing to explain. Um, but, but I'm glad... But I'm glad it exists. You know, I'm not. Uh, I, uh, early on, I was kind of criticizing it just for its, its general anime trappings. But I'm glad. I, mean, it's, I, I, mean, I think you know, I'm glad it exists. But also, I'm kind of perplexed that it does. You know. I'm yeah. I'm amazed it exists, and I'm amazed it actually made Western shores and actually has a good translation as well. Oh yeah, I mean, because like that fan uh, service that's in there is like you would think, <laughs> right? Okay, but. Um, it's like getting Nintendo releases. It got yeah, through yeah. Sony, and it's just like, okay, um, I'm going to defer to their judgment. I feel a bit weird looking at this, <laughs> but um, if they think it's cool, I'm, I'm alright. You know, but... also the the uh, effort, you know, because a lot of these are text-based games. Uh, I'm sure, you know, in the way that the uh, always seems to be the case with them. Um, Japanese language. There are loads of, you know, double entendres and and uh, wordplay that that just doesn't translate. Um, yeah, but um, like, the... Nip was actually quite uh, highly praised on her translation to English as well. Mm. So like, yeah, there's actually um, the the company that did it for like how they've done it is to keep a lot of those jokes in there and. Because it's the same company, they keep those jokes flowing in the different ones. Um, and along with that, the, um, there's just a sort of level of familiarity that, that, that's actually quite nice. Like Even though it's um, very blatantly taken from Japan, they kind of... they, they don't pretend it's not. So I'm, I'm sure there is jokes in there. It would have been funnier in the original Japanese, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Um. So, what's the future for this series? Is there another big one on the horizon? It seems to be. I have strength to strength. I haven't seen much. Um, I I know that uh, like the one that I'm playing at the moment, Victory Two, it actually got a little bit of a critique because the um because it ended up quite hard at the, towards the end of the game um which probably just means people didn't grind enough to get high enough levels because <laughs> that's how those games work um but uh so v2 got a, a difficulty tweak v2 r sorry got a difficulty tweak <laughs> um and i don't know what's going to happen next because we had the uh, super neptunia rpg come out um which uh, as i said it was it's a bit weak, um, or I didn't particularly like it. Um, I would like it to return to the, you know, the 3D action RPG, which I'm actually just throwing myself back into and enjoying at this moment. Um, and uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know where it's gonna go next. I like it, and I hope to see more of it. My expectation, though, is um, there is a rumor that. You know, um, V2 or Mega Dimension Neptunia V2 is going to come to the Switch. Um, it's out in Japan, but it might come to the Western side. Who knows? Um, but if it does that, that probably means that they'll do the uh, the first three as remasters for the Switch as well. Um, 
And to be honest, I'd love to see if you pick them up or not. Probably not. <laughs> no, no, probably not. But just on just on the grounds that it sounds like a huge, um, huge investment, right? You you were saying with um, the one you're playing at the moment, <laughs> fifteen hours in, not sure if you've left a tutorial yet. <laughs> you've got two characters. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's. I think it's more you just uh, you spend more time like uh, on the visual menus and you're like yeah, sorry, the visual novel side of things and I'm happy to like put that down and uh, continue on with my work and then I'll pick it up and play on or something like that. It's like I think I've I could have been more efficient getting to where I am at at this point. Um, but that being said, like. Uh, <laughs> um, the second game I remember because it was the sister's generation but I knew mm-hmm. the older sisters were in it um, and I played it I think it was probably about 30 hours it's like when the fuck are the older sisters going to get in it I feel like I'm playing as these pretend other characters for the time being you know <laughs> like this is taking forever uh, and yeah it's quite near the end um but yeah, it's just like okay. But I, I don't think it's any more of investment than any other game. Like you can delve super deep into the collective side of things and get the get the upgrades. Um, probably something that I, I didn't mention or touch on is like everything is quite customizable because these are obviously your anime girls. You can get to dress them up as well. Um, I. I everything that you get dressing up wise you don't really unlock as you go through the game it is post game so yeah i think maybe now's not the time to do it um i think perhaps we need to have a whole podcast on it because we're both fans of dressing up in games yeah huge fans definitely and uh, <laughs> <laughs> i think uh finally it seems like in the last few years the games industry is finally, finally kind of getting onto the fact that people love dressing stuff up or customizing stuff. Yeah. Um. Do you, what do you know about? I don't even know how you pronounce it. V V V tune. V V V tune. Triple V tune. V triple V tune. Triple V tune. T U A D. V V V. T-U-N-E. Is it not VVV Tunia? No. Okay. Uh, nothing. Although... Okay. Apparently that's the next game. <laughs> upcoming action RPG. Coincide oh. with the 10th anniversary of the Neptunia series. This game follows the CPUs as virtual idols. Of course it does. Oh, Team of course with... idols. Oh my Team god. Me and you of Mutual to save planet Emo from the invaders known as Anti. <laughs> oh wow. That is this amazing. This game guest stars actual virtual YouTubers. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. Sorry. Looks like we're going deeper. Um, yeah, so I'm looking at this one, and this looks like it's more on the side of uh, Neptunia U, Mega Tag Mansion, and the Goddess 4. 
Uh, or Mega might... tag mention. It just sounds like <laughs> when you when you've not taken care of your piles. <laughs> mega tag mention. Um, things have it, gone out of hand. It's mega because they, it's they, <laughs> they introduced a tag in and tag out system. So they yes. named it. But yeah, this seems to be like they're all shooting things. So they've all got guns. Have they made a, a third person shooter? Wow. I mean, why not? Why yeah, not? Yeah, why, what, why, what genre is left yeah, untouched? Why not merge it with? them all being idols <laughs> wow that is i did not know anything about this wow this is a happy surprise but yeah bloody hell so it is oh this is fucking nuts i don't know how accessible yeah. this is to the western world like i don't know who all of these uh virtual youtubers are i don't think i've even seen a virtual youtuber <laughs> I know. I was. I was just thinking after this, after we finish recording, I'm going to start looking at some of these virtual YouTubers. <laughs> wow. Okay. Mental. Can't be worse. Uh, Can't be worse than uh, real YouTubers, I guess. Uh yeah. I podcasts as well. Hollow Live, Game Club Project, and Miss Date. Wow. This is Horror fuck. Academian. Revdoll and many more. This is fucking nuts. Bloody hell. Like, I, I, how is this even. Okay, it's a thing. Uh, it's super niche, but again, I, I'm probably in the same. Um, what's it called? Um, vein of what you were saying just earlier, which was how do these games exist? I mean, do they get sponsorship from like, <laughs> I don't know, these virtual YouTubers? Oh, oh, you know what? I've forgotten one of the other um, uh, games that exist and <laughs> we should probably touch on, uh, which is. Uh, the Sega Hard Girls crossover. Okay. So, unless, again, this must be some sort of a thing, but there also exists another series in Japan called Sega Hard Girls. And Sega, Sega Hard, Hard Girls. Sega Hard Girls. So the Sega Is Hard this... Girls... I'm Googling it now, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> careful what you type. Um, yeah. <laughs> This is another series of girls which represent Sega hardware. Like, the, a completely different, completely different series. Um, where this is anime girls that represent Sega peripherals, machines, and things like which that. Which is just so funny to me because, <laughs> you know... Again, once again, in the UK, Sega pretty much died. Right? It had a... In this country, it had this you know, weird kind of presence in that in the, there's some, a handful of super scummy arcades. Uh, and then, you know, when they stopped producing consoles, essentially kind of died. I mean, now, you know, they're a fantastic uh, 
publisher or developer of games. Um, and so it's weird, you know, it's kind of, it was kind of like hearing about, you know, oh yeah, didn't you hear about this, uh, you know, this British soap opera um, where Woolworths and CNA are characters. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, so to hear that kind of you know Sega secretly, not so secretly, but you know, secretly lives on and is something that people actually you know recognise and refer to enough yeah. to have not one but at least two series where versions of its products, characters, and hardware are protagonists in their series. Yeah, exactly. So this was a crossover of two different um, series, independent series, that both represent hardware or consoles as um, anime girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is mental. Yeah, it's, just, it's just part of that, part of that trend. Right? You, you get it with them. Um, it's so weird. I've been, I've been doing a lot of you know, proper academic reading about it. Um, <laughs> because I can't remember how I got into it. Is is via some uh, finding out about some mascot and then the kind of personification of different ideas into these different kind of characters. Um, so there's a couple of quite good books on it, but they're, they're all uh, because it's sociology. They're all really a kind of loss to describe kind of how and what happened. So one of them is about uh, uh, Moe. I think it's Moe, I don't know how you pronounce it, Moe or Moe, which is this term which was banded around a lot uh, in the 90s. Kind of a Japanese slang term applied to kind of having strong feelings to characters. Um, and there's a whole book uh, which is trying to define this term and everyone has a different spin on what the term means when it yeah. came about how it used it's kind of over it's done um I, and so, yeah just it's, to, it's just to sort yeah. of buy in there it's like you get that a lot with anime series I, I don't know what it is about how like the uh, japanese portray their characters or whatever it is but you do you do get the feels for the characters a lot more and i'm not meaning like weird pervy sexual ones what i mean is like like when you're watching like I, like I used to love One Piece a lot and everything got really really super about friendship and, and bonding and, and sometimes you would just see these moments and you know you would get a little bit of the fake allergies going on in the corner <laughs> of the eye and you're like wow I'm so drawn into this and I, I don't you do get it in Western culture don't get me wrong but it's these are like 15 minute animated episodes and it's so over the top they've got like special powers and they've got this level of, yeah yeah i think that's it, it is that it's not about and this is what some of these books are saying is that it's no longer about stories and in fact you know the stories in many of these things are as you've already covered quite tropey and falling <laughs> it's it's about what these characters represent and and how people identify with them, you know, or or prefer one or the other, or you know, um, who's your favourite character in this series? Who's your favourite character in this series? Uh, and kind of um, the Neptunia series is is one of those where it's you know so much of that going on. Um, and again, yeah, again, I just think it's it's just 
really interesting how we interpret it because in you know in in, in Japan um, and in other parts of Asia as well, it's just a normal thing that, that happens. You know, prefectures will have a uh, anime girl mascot. Um, you know, waste collectors have an anime girl mascot, uh, and so when we kind of see it or when it comes you know when it gets to us uh it's just we're looking at things from a whole different kind of um, perspective or culture um is the british equivalent equivalent the churchill dog then of course (laughs) (laughs) because i think because i think you know obviously with a lot of these things and and this is evident with the um neptunia series is that you know that they are designed to to be as um, you know, likable and cute as possible. I was watching some screenshots of the RP, uh, watching a video, sorry, of the RPG, and you know, one of the characters in that Metroidvania platformer one are essentially rocket slimes from Dragon Quest, but with cat ears. You know, it's it's <laughs> the most the lowest common denominator. Like, oh, well, you know, people like this kind of thing. What do people also like? Oh, those like cat ears. Cat ears are cute. Okay, all of our it's- enemies are now. Rocket it's not cat, cat ears. ears. Hang on, hang on. They they are actually a staple of the Neptunia series as an enemy. They're called doggoos, so like right. dog and goo mixed together. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so they're slimes that are dogs. Um, and yeah. yeah, they are a staple. You get metal doggoos. You get giant doggoos. <laughs> yeah. Get so green. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you know, lowest common denominator. Well, slimes are really popular from Dragon Quest. Everyone loves animals. Let's just put those together. And that's, <laughs> yeah. that's one of the characters, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So there so, we go. Yeah. Um, Any, I... Sorry, anything else you want to get off your chest? Anything else you wanted to get off your chest? Uh... With, uh, series? I guess... I... I've got one more question. Okay. You can probably guess where this is going. Who is the best of the characters? Oh man. Who is wow. who is your Neptunia Neptunia pick? Waifu. Or waifu, <laughs> you may <laughs> have said in in lesser enlightened times. In lesser Um I I tend to always um gravitate towards Vert as my favourite. Vert is okay. waifu. Um, the one the one who rocked around in thongs with massive jugs. But at least she looks a little jugs. <laughs> She looks old. Older. <laughs> she does, yeah. Um, she does. Um, That's a safe pick. It is a safe pick. Uh, that being said, I do like Noir as well. I think... Uh, She's got actually the coolest of the set of um, moves and things like that. Um, but then, how much, how much of your uh, kind of love and appreciation of the of the actual consoles comes into that decision? Zero, absolutely zero. As I said, like it took me a while to like get my head around the concepts of what consoles they actually were. Like you, you'd never get told expressly from the start that they are i just knew that was the concept behind it and i didn't and i suppose this is rather telling based on what we're just sort of thing i didn't really care 
because they were just characters, you know, and and you just kind of you go with it, and then you gain a different level of appreciation once you start to think, ah, of course, it's the Xbox. That makes sense, you know. Um, but beyond that, I think it's Vert first, um, Xbox second, sort of thing, and then it's the same with like Neptune, you know, like Neptune first, then oh yeah, of course supposed to be a console you, you can't really relate the two i don't think your love of one particular console um especially i mean how many people are avid solid fans of the the saturn you know well again i think <laughs> the answer would be in japan quite a few more yeah the four people in the uk who <laughs> not only <laughs> owned a saturn owned more than one game <laughs> yeah sure okay when it came out 19 years after it came out elsewhere in the world yeah okay well Did you I think... own a Saturn? no i never owned a saturn i i owned a dreamcast for like six months and only for uh, resident evil code veronica yeah, that was that's a weird thing i think master system well in from my memory of it, Master System was nowhere near as popular as the NES. And the Mega Drive was super popular. Then nobody I know, you know, was Sega Saturn Mega CD stuff. And then it seemed like, I don't know why this happened, but everyone I know had a Dreamcast. Oh, okay. I like, I, I didn't know that. Fact, I don't know that many people who owned a Dreamcast. I actually bought a Dreamcast quite late on in it, purely because I was thinking, is Code Veronica ever going to come out in another system? Admittedly, it did. It ended up coming out on GameCube and PS2. Every single other system yeah. post <laughs> But um, I ended up just like picking one up, but only for that. And I, I wasn't interested in any of the other series. And controversially, I had Shenmue, hated it. I mean, like, you know, it's just, it was yeah. not, I, I didn't think it was actually a game, but I, I, I knew, never played I knew it when we started talking about, I knew when we started talking about Dreamcast, you'd bust out your I hate Shenmue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, along, like, along with that, like, what, what was out at the same time as the Saturn? Was it the N64? Um, and PlayStation? No, no, I don't know. I don't even remember seeing... <laughs> like, so I mean, if it's when was the PlayStation? That was like '96, wasn't it? OG PlayStation. All the other pages. <laughs> PlayStation console, 90... 1994. So, yeah, the Sega Saturn was up against, like, the PlayStation, which was massive. And also up against the, what's it called? The N64. So, uh, those, I think those were much, much bigger consoles than the Saturn could ever be. And, yeah, like you said, Sega did, it did fritter away as well. Like, nobody... Yeah. Yeah. You can, occasionally now you'll still if you're in some shitty seaside town you'll still see some you know 
completely unlicensed, garishly shit painted on wood Sega logo hanging yep. off a building. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. They kind of yeah, kind of completely vanished from our shores anyway. Um, but now they make such excellent games as Valkyria Chronicles, Alien Isolation. Uh, yeah, they, they did the other the, uh, Mario vs. Sonic at the Olympics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what's the other one? They, I mean, they've done all the, the Alien games. They had, like, Alien vs. Predator and... Not many of those were good, though, were they, Richie? Uh, I don't know. I certainly wasn't involved in any way in their development, so... <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not going to comment. It was a bad run. Until fairly recently. Yeah. Um, okay, I think we should uh, just wrap up, but let's wrap up with a little fun fact. Okay. What, what does Sega mean, or where does the name come from? Uh, it's the word ages backwards. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. <laughs> but that is not true. And to, to be that good takes <laughs> ages. Yeah. And then the logo spins as, as Sonic runs past very quickly. Um, Sega do what Nintendo? Again, another good answer. Not the right one. I know. You're ruining the Tell actual. Me. You're right. You're ruining the actual okay, sort right, thing. Okay. It's a, an amalgamation of segmented gaming. So initially, I know it's not very interesting, but uh, yeah, they decided. We decided that's what we're going to end the podcast on. What's well, a fucking fun fact? Is that a fun segmented yeah. gaming? What about that idea was fun? <laughs> because that's how they started off. Like they'd made these sort of mm-hmm. individual gaming cabinets, you know, a sort of segmented mm-hmm. gaming. Sega. So, what does that mean? Well, I, I was also going to comment on an old colleague of mine who used to refer to. The, Sega as Sega. You yeah, may those, remember. Occasionally, <laughs> occasionally you come across those kind of people, and those people are, whatever context, bad people. If you're in love with someone right now, and you're thinking maybe this person's the one, and we're going <laughs> to kind of get shacked up and get married, just show them the Sega logo and say, How do you, how do you pronounce that? And they say Sega, despite the fact that at the beginning of half of their fucking games, it tells you exactly how you pronounce the fucking thing. <laughs> They're wrong and you should li- get out now. <laughs> Quite fucking right. <laughs> That's our feud from um, 2008 with the giant enemy guitar hero. Check it out in the blog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think yeah, I think we're done. We'll say arigato gozaimasu. Um, arigato gozaimasu. Bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye.